Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. I'm excited to welcome Justin Kent to the podcast today. Justin is filling a brand new position at our church called Technical Director. This means that one of Justin's roles is to take over the production of this podcast. Hi, Justin. Hello. So excited to have you on today. Yes, happy to be here. I know. And this is the first podcast where we are back in person. Mm-hmm. We are both fully vaccinated. And so we're not talking through masks, which is really <laughs> nice. And it's nice to see you face to face. Yes, likewise. So, yeah, the world <laughs> is starting to open back up. It's amazing. Hallelujah. So let's start with who you are, where you grew up. Your family life, education, work history, whatever you want to share to start. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in San Diego, grew up in Chula Vista um, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, like right by Southwestern College. Mm-hmm. So uh, Benita Vista High School, Southwestern, if anybody knows that area, that's right where I grew up. Used to bike to the 7-Eleven right there on the corner <laughs> all the time to grab Slurpees. Um, but I have one older brother who is nine years older and he, uh, goes to this church. He is in the middle of a move, um, uh, to, uh, out of state, but he does go here, which was part of how I got connected here. And I'll go into that later. Um, I am adopted. So I was adopted. Um, I was a few weeks old, um, when I was adopted and, I uh, have, uh, amazing, uh, parents who, uh, are just wonderfully supportive and loving and, uh, and awesome. And who put me in a lot of wonderful things as I was a kid, I did a lot of sports. I did a lot of theater. So I grew up doing CYT. So Christian youth theater. And since I was, I was around it since I was around four years old, cause my brother did it. Mm. And so I, uh, but yeah, I was a volleyball guy and a theater guy. So I kind of had my foot in both, uh, in both worlds, which was fun. Like Zach Efron. You know it. High school, High school musical. musical. <laughs> he was a sports guy and the theater guy. Absol- Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately I was when that, uh, there was a musical yeah. high school, like actual live musical, uh, one and two, by the way. So they did a sequel of the musical. Uh, unfortunately, I was too old to play any of those roles, Dang and that it. would have been perfect. But I did, uh, I did like uh, um, tap, like growing up, and I took voice lessons and everything like that. I did uh, a a tap routine once uh, with a basketball. So I did like basketball, like dribbling <laughs> stuff and tap at the same time. I love it. I know. So that that's a total like me in a nutshell is is me doing a tap basketball routine. Oh my gosh! And that's, it's so CYT because I don't know if you know my my daughter. She did CYT for years, mm-hmm. and so you have to tap to do CYT, right? <laughs> and so she took a tap class, and I took it with her oh. to be the supportive mom, and I was horrible (laughs) the worst in the class it was all adults and me and my daughter who was 12 at the time and uh they wanted to do a recital and i said i'm out (laughs) amazing no way i'm getting up in front of people and being a disaster oh it's so (laughs) but she was good me not so much oh tap was fun yeah i did uh since i was eight years eight to like 17 or so love it my dancer to Vivian Vallad, and she was amazing. Wow. So I have a, a big affinity towards her. She was amazing. Wow. A uh, very important person to me. Um, but yeah, after uh, high school and, you know, doing sports theater, the whole thing. So I did, I actually did in high school uh, show choir oh, as fun. well. Where did and you go to high school? Benita Vista High oh, School. Benita Vista. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, well, I went, so I, I, I guess here with the school, I grew up going to Catholic school, actually, at St. Rose of Lima in Chula Vista. Mm-hmm. Went there from first to eighth grade. And then I went, uh, my ninth grade year, I went to uni, uh, University of San Diego High School, which is mm-hmm. now Cathedral. Mm-hmm. And uh, for one year, and then uh, transferred to Benita Vista because of their volleyball program was better. And they had show choir. And that's where I met Ron Bowles. And he was my show choir uh, director, as Perfect. well as Raina, who was my choreographer. Aww, so, I and I was there for their last year. So we we went to uh, where did we go? We went to Japan together, wow. uh, and did this whole thing. And so Ron and I, uh, I it was a uh, you know I got to know him really well, right. and a uh, really wonderful human being, right. him and Raina as well. You were meant to be here, Justin. I guess so. That's what it sounds like to me. I guess so. Um, <laughs> so many people in common. I know, I know. Love it. It's, and you li- still live in Chula Vista? I do currently live oh, in Chula Vista. Yes, I'm married and I have uh, two kids. Mm-hmm. So Jack, who is nine, and Ivy, who is five. And they are uh, just wonderful little humans mm-hmm. and who have been... Uh, having a great attitude during this COVID time. And I know it's been, uh, it's been difficult, but they've been doing a really good job. So good. I'm very proud of them. And they're back in school. They are. Yes. Jack is, uh, he started going back in person last week, I believe. Mm. Um, and he's on a year round schedule. Mm. So uh, it's, he's, it's really interesting because this year has been like really, really wonky. Um, but he is, he's going back, I think four days a week. And then, so he's almost done with school mm. and then he gets like four to six weeks or something. And then he's back for summer and then he's back. So it's right. going to be a real quick, quick yeah, summer for right. us this year. Um, well, let's see. Your wife. My wife, Bonnie, she is, uh, I met her at CYT mm-hmm. and, uh, we were friends, very quick friends. And just kind of hung out um, all through college and like that time and even after and mm-hmm. ended up getting married. Wow. So here and there we are today. I love it. Um, but yeah, uh, I went to college at uh, Zeus Pacific University I for went there too. awesome. For I did not graduate from there. I didn't either. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So what years did you go there? Uh, 2001 to 2004. I think it was 2003 or four, early four. I can't remember. Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. I was there in the 90s. Got so it. I'm a little older than you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was a, a music education major. Cool. And um, I did theater there in the music program. And the music program was amazing. You were in the choirs. I was in the choir. Oh. I did uh, the men's chorale mm-hmm. uh, was, was my favorite. I did the big university choir and orchestra mm-hmm. for... Like I did a couple rehearsals and I actually I left the college at that point, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was a that was a really fun time of life and made a lot of really good friends right. uh, there doing that. Um, but I actually left. Um, I I was I wasn't I would say I wasn't quite ready for college mm-hmm. yet, like maturity wise. Like I needed to take it a lot more seriously, mm-hmm. and I than I was. So um, I finally did the mature thing and said, I'm going to pause for a bit. And uh, I went to go work at Disney. Fun. So I was a parade performer. So I was a dancing <laughs> elephant in the Parade of the Stars. This is like everyone's dream come true to go oh, do that. <laughs> it was an amazing job. Right? One of the best jobs working for the mouse. Uh, just uh, so much fun putting on a 100-pound costume oh and 90-degree weather, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I was doing like technical ballet, like in this huge costume, um, wow. and just having the time of my life. Wow. I went to audition, did not expect to get in and then made it into the parade of the stars. Wow. And they were just starting the new electrical light parade in California adventure, the revamped one. And wow. so it was either one of those parades you were going to make it in and yeah. made it in parade of the stars and <laughs> I love it. had a wonderful summer doing that. Yeah. And, uh, then I went to work at the Welk resort theater as a tech there. So I, uh, I moved sets. I ran spotlight. I mm. built stuff. I mean, whatever was needed, um, to make theater run, yeah. um, at the Walk resort, um, which was, uh, again, wonderful. And then I worked at SeaWorld, which was so oh, fun. Yeah. I was the dolphin show host for four and a half years there. I also did the sea lion and otter show as Biff. Um, How fun. I, you know, helped out with like the Shamu show. I, was a host for tons of different things. Uh, that was a really fun job. Um, you know, so theme parks were kind of a big, <laughs> yeah, a big background for me. Yeah. Um, what you're telling us, Justin, is that you have done behind the scenes, but we need to put you up front too. Some. <laughs> oh, I am happy being behind the scenes now. I've I've been in front for a very long time. I but you can. I can. Yes. If needed, a yes. little tap routine. <laughs> yes, I can. And uh yeah, no problem. So I, I do when I buy shoes, I see how well they tap. Like oh is this is this gosh. a good tapping? Like because I, I like just like sitting there sometimes and just kind of like tapping my feet a little. <laughs> it's very fun. Um but yeah, I I uh ha- so I did all that stuff and then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna go to culinary school. Wow. So I went to culinary school and I graduated uh with a, a uh, what a, uh, associates of science uh-huh. in culinary arts. Mm. And uh, my first job was here in La Jolla, mm. uh, working at uh, Cafe Lavande, which was on the, on, was it Gerard? And it's right now, I, I think it's some, a vegan, some place that has like a, uh, there's like an awning with a green and black right, right. striped about. thing. Mm-hmm. So that was the restaurant. It was Cafe Lavande at the mm-hmm. time. And we worked a lot with lavender and mm. that smell kind of, uh, brings back feelings. Um, but it was a wonderful place to work. I was running lunchtime in a few months after oh, I started working wow. there and uh, while I was going to culinary school. And uh, yeah, then I started just working different places after that. Well, after that, I actually went back to SeaWorld for a little bit, but then back into <laughs> kitchens and I opened up the San Diego Hilton Bayfront Hotel. Oh, uh, I was on the opening team there. Uh, we would do like fine dining catering for like 5,000 people, wow. which is a feat. Uh, you're <laughs> yeah. literally serving on conveyor belts. Wow. So uh, you're just grabbing hot, like people, you're, this is two and a half hour plate ups. And so they're cooking as we're plating and wow. grabbing like hot filet mignons with our gloved hands and right. putting it on the plate all nice. And it was a whole thing. Wow. It was a whole thing, but it, it was, I learned a lot there, which yeah, was very interesting. Um, but then I ended up being a private chef for a long time. So I went into the private chef world in a chef instructor. So I taught cooking and cooking classes. I taught at Sur La Table. I taught with a company called Big City Chefs. Um, and a lot of my clients were in, like my private chef clients were like in Newport and um, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, LA, uh, you know, Anaheim, well, not Anaheim, uh, Orange County, you right. know. Mm-hmm. 
most of it was there. Not a lot in San Diego. And um, I had kids and it just got to be, the schedule was horrible. Um, So I left the cooking world and, um, and then uh, became, well, I guess during, well, no, yeah, I became a worship leader. So I, I was leading worship in high school. That's kind of when I started. I started learning guitar, started leading worship then. Yeah. And then um, I got a job at a church, Rancho Vista Church. I'd been on like tons of different worship teams, mm-hmm. tons and tons. Um, but I got a job at Rancho Vista Church, uh, Pastor John Rose, who just retired, and uh, and did that for four years um, until Jack was born at that point. And I was cooking during this as well. It was a part-time job. And then I uh, left uh, Rancho Vista and I went to Pathways Community Church in Santee. Mm-hmm. And I was a worship leader there as well. And uh, that's where I would really say I learned a lot of the technical side of church and how to actually run a service and how to have everything integrated together with you know video and music and lighting and everything. So I designed our lighting system and our sound system and mm. Uh, I I had you know sixty volunteers that I would that would answer to me and I would help coordinate and organize and and train and everything mm-hmm. and uh, I had two other worship leaders um, who were under me as well and so it was a a, a really great opportunity um, to learn that uh, side of it I was very much a technical worship leader as in uh, I integrated a lot of technology within my leading mm-hmm. um, which was really fun to learn how to do. And so yeah. that's kind of how I got the knowledge to do the job that I'm currently right. you know, here for. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of, Oh, there. Uh, so after so that, that's what it was. So after that, I actually went to go work for a company called planning center. Planning center is a church management software, oh. uh, who kind of, you know, like we have, I think Shelby here, you know, there's yeah. all these different ones. And so planning center is one of them, uh, but they're the industry standard for worship planning and volunteer oh. scheduling. And they're here in town. They are. They're in oh. Carlsbad. So I was commuting from Chula Vista to Carlsbad. Yeah. Um, and I was their video producer. So I, mm-hmm. um, I wrote and shot all of their, uh, training, marketing, uh, social media, culture videos, anything that they needed. Mm. As far as that, um, I did. And, you know, there's like over 5 million users worldwide. It's, it was a huge, um, software company. Um, and it was an amazing place to work as well. Um, but I left there to become the artistic director at CYT. So, and I did that for about, uh, 10 months, uh, ended up not working out between us. Mm. Um, and so then I was looking for work. I was doing a lot of, uh, video projects and, uh, video marketing for a company out in Palm Springs and um, just other random video marketing stuff. Yeah, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Right when, right before that, I actually was having a conversation uh, with Ron because I heard that he was retiring, and I was just like, "Hey, maybe I'll I'll see what's going on uh, at La Jolla Press." And my brother goes there. Like, I have all these connections. Uh, I guess this is kind of going into how I started. Right. Yeah. Go here. for it. That's okay. Go. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I called up Ron and and just said like, hey, so tell me about La Jolla Press and and like you know what's going on? Like, where are they looking to go? What are they? Are, do they need someone of my skills and expertise? Right. And he uh, had a really nice long conversation with me and said, well, you know what? Why don't you come in? 
um, and meet some people and we'll go from there. So I came in and met with uh, Paul and Ron, uh, sat in the conference room and they just kind of picked my brain for an hour and just kind of asking a lot of questions about, you know, the difference between like a worship and arts director and a technical director and, you know, what they should need, like what they would need and everything. And, you know, it was looking that they were going to be looking to hire someone pretty quickly um, at that point. But then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and all hiring was frozen. Right, right. So uh, I was so excited because I was having just like everyone else during um, during the time before the pandemic and during there were no jobs. It was really hard to find anything. And so it was kind of a bummer, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a few months later, they called me and said, we need help. Um editing video because Jim (laughs) is drowning uh, drowning here and he (laughs) needs help. So, uh, so I said, of course, yeah, I'll be happy to edit um, video. And so I got um, hired part-time to edit um, all the music for the services. Mm -hmm. So um, I would come in and film the quartet and, or the band and then go back home and edit all of those, all that music. And I did that every single week and then sent that to Jim via Vimeo, and then he would input it into the service. Oh, Technology is amazing what we can do. Absolutely. God knew when to allow the pandemic to happen <laughs> in 2020. There you go. But yeah, then, so it was, it was, you know, some driving back and forth and grabbing hard drives, you know, because transferring that, those big of files, um, you got to have a hard drive. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all the videos are just transferred over Vimeo, and then that's what you guys have been seeing, you know, wow. ever since. Wow. And so, you know, uh, it then got to the point in which it seems like the church was ready for a technical director. And so um, I interviewed and here I am today. Yes. When did you start full-time officially? I started full-time um, February. So February 15th mm-hmm. is was okay. my first day. Okay. So almost two years to the day that I left CYT, actually, okay. yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Wow, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I have... Um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, connections that I had here, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only Ron and Raina, mm-hmm. um, but also my, uh, one of my closest friends, my best friends, John Paul, John Paul Hunton. He's actually the contemporary worship leader up at Village mm-hmm. um, Church in Ranch Santa Fe. And so he, you know, he knew about, you know, La Jolla Press and he would talk to me about it and through it mm-hmm. before I accepted the job and everything. And there's definitely some... Uh, um, other fun connections and just random people are just like, Hey, I know you from this or yeah, like, right. I know this person or whatever it is. And it's uh, always so interesting. Isn't but, that amazing? Yeah. So for our non techie people, I'm included in that. <laughs> um, please. Can you explain just what as a technical director you do at LJPC and why are you so needed and vital at this kind of time in, in LJPC's history? Yeah. You know, this is the biggest shift in communication in churches in the past 500 years. Uh, the way that we communicate is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in within this pandemic, it's it's been a huge change from what it was, a you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there is a huge focus on video and the way that we can communicate via that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a huge background of mine. I actually started editing, editing video in high school. Um, with a group of friends, uh, we call ourselves the stallions. It was just our group name. That's just the way it is. The <laughs> yellow stallions. If you want to be specifically shout out to my boys. Um, but we got together and, um, 
we were actually frustrated with the way the CYT videos looked. And we're like, I bet you we could do this. And so we all got our editing software and um, we went and filmed. We like borrowed and whatever cameras that we could find filmed from multiple different angles and multiple different shows. And then we each had a quarter of the show that we would edit together to create this awesome video. And so I started learning that way. And so it's, it's funny now that I've, now used that skill in almost every job that I've had since. They're always, does anybody know how to edit video? And I'm like, me. (laughs) And then off we go. And so that's a big piece of this job is editing Mm. so much of the video that we're doing. Mm. Uh, Jim is still doing um, a really big portion of it um, as well. And so we really tag team and work very closely together Mm. here. Um, But yeah, that what, uh, you know, in the in the future too, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But there's just going to be a lot of opportunities for editing video mm-hmm. um, and shooting that video as well. So there's a lot going on with that. But the uh, the other piece of that is uh, there is so much technology that this church has uh, when as far as uh, services go that all need to work together and all need to integrate together. And a lot of this technology is fairly old and needs to be updated and upgraded. And so specifically uh, if you um, we'll say like video cameras, like, you know, for instance, there's uh, you know, if you're going to the uh, standard definition or high definition, Mm -hmm. or even now 4k is, is, you know, the big thing now. And so we have a lot of standard definition cameras and we should be in the, excuse me, high definition Space And so how do we integrate that within this? How do we live stream? I mean, live streaming is huge now, of course. Right. So we haven't had uh, just in the past a very high quality live stream, especially in the contemporary service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a huge push that we're doing is being able to live stream in a very quality service and the way it looks. Mm-hmm. So I'm the here to help integrate all of that equipment and to figure out what that is and um, how that's going to look. Um, I also will be in charge of or am in charge of our uh, tech team as well. Mm-hmm. So our, we have our four part-time guys that come and run sound every single week. Uh, we'll be helping out with video as well when we get to that mm-hmm. point. Um, and then any kind of volunteer teams um, that we will have in the future. So if you're interested in volunteering for the tech <laughs> Anyone team, Anyone out there? <laughs> uh, yes. If you have an interest in video or want to learn, please, um, please, yeah, Justin K at ljpress.org. Um, I'd be happy to, to train you and, and teach you. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm especially, I'm really excited about what, uh, you know, I, I do have a passion for uh, teaching the younger generation um, all of this kind of stuff and giving my knowledge and having them do that. I would love to have a, a video team made entirely of like high school students. Like, oh, great I would idea. absolutely love that. Yes. And so um, it's just amazing, you know, seeing that generation that has grown up being on camera and mm-hmm. seeing and watching YouTube and all these different things that their brain and the way it works is so different. It's so different. They already know how to do all this stuff just Abs- intuitively. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And so, um, yeah, it's just getting the right kind of gear in their hands right. and then letting them be creative and, and have fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for what that can look like here. So yeah, it's, it's pretty much, um, you know, just to making sure that everything can work because it is, uh, it's not just as easy as just plugging in a mic anymore. Right. It is now um, 10 different things that have to work together in order 
to hear that mic over the loud system in order to hear that mic for our band to hear it for their monitors so they can hear how they sound, right. how our live stream sounds. There's so many things that integrate to even make that work in the mm-hmm. first place. So having me here so I can mitigate any issues or fix any problems that we have, solder a mic cable real quick if we really right. need to, um, then I, I'm able to do all of yeah. that. Well, and I, I want people to understand that, that when you have a building like our Family Life Center that was built, I don't know when it was built, 20 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put the sound booth in the second story where you you can't, it's behind glass. Mm-hmm. You can't, you don't even know it's there. Right. How, how does that work? A sound booth up there? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't. And, and fig- trying to figure out, okay, where can we put this? sound equipment now so that we don't limit people's capacity mm-hmm. because that room is large, but we need every bit of that for people to sit. And so where do you put the sound stuff now mm-hmm. <laughs> to make it work the best that it can yeah. without taking up floor space? Yeah. And it's, it's a lot to figure out. And I don't think anyone has, has been to a conference where there hasn't been some sort of tech problems that happens. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure that all of these things work together and flow smoothly. And Absolutely. <laughs> there's not glitches. Mm-hmm. And there's just, a, I, I want people to know that just the process of kind of reformatting that, that room to make it a, a manageable space. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, trying to mix sound behind glass is extremely <laughs> difficult. Right. That's, you know, you're never, it's never going to sound good. Yes. So, um, you know, figuring out yeah where we're going to put our sound guys and, mm-hmm. and all of that. We're currently, you know, figuring all of that out right now. Mm-hmm. So that's been a really fun project. Uh, but uh, it, we just want to make that a better experience, not only for everybody there who gets to hear it, but also for our um, our guys that are actually running the sound. I want to make sure it's good and easy for them. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. If you walk into the Fellowship Hall... And you look up, you know, it's uh, when I, I first did a walkthrough, um, Paul goes, I don't know if you can uh, make this sound better in here. But um, and I, so I look up and I straight I look up and I go, well, first off, the speakers are pointing at the walls, not at people. So I think if we can adjust just that, it's just going to help. Yes, it's going to help so much. If we just point oh them gosh. at people and not at walls. Oh my gosh. So. Well, see, this is part of the problem is because everyone has a very busy, full job here. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to even troubleshoot things like that, exactly. you know, or to think about things like that. Yes. So we're glad we have you. Yes. Yes. And, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Like watch like seeing all this old equipment, you know, installed in a certain way uh, and just things have changed since then. Yeah. And so things are a lot more a lot easier, a lot more streamlined. So I hope to kind of bring us into that more streamlined right. feeling. Right. Well, and and just talking about COVID a little bit, I know that um, it has been hard for people to start new jobs during COVID, but it sounds like you were ready and that it was like, thank God, things are finally starting to open up and I can work full time and do this now. But I know that there have been some challenges because of COVID in getting people to install things and ordering Mm -hmm. things. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been, it's been tricky. You know, it's starting a job 
uh, in the middle of COVID, you don't know what anyone looks like, <laughs> right. right? Everyone's, everyone's like, this is the first time I've seen you without a mask. <laughs> right. And like, I didn't even recognize you at first. I'm like, wait, oh, okay. Yes, yes, totally. Yes, so you know, funny. so yeah, it's, right. it's so interesting, you know, now, now that a, you know, a lot of us uh, here on staff are vaccinated, right. you know, people, you know, if, if I'm walking just to talk to someone in their office, yeah. I might not you know, wear a mask all the, every yeah. single time if I'm just right. peeking in for a second. Well, everyone here has been vaccinated. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're still very careful. Um, but you know, it's, it's just funny. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what you look like. Okay. How interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so that's been, that's been really fun. And, you know, it's really hard actually to learn people's names when all you can see is their eyes and that's it. So you can't see their full face. Right. So now that I've been able to see that, you know, it's all clicking in a lot more. Um, so that's that's kind of uh, funky, but it's been um, it's been interesting when I'm looking for equipment. There's been so much, uh, I mean, just technology that is not available right now. Just COVID has really hit that sector um, of the economy and, and everything that we can't even buy. It's a lot of the technology that we need to buy because chips aren't getting made. You know, there's a lot of cars that aren't, you know, a lot of. Uh, car companies that aren't making cars right now because they can't get the chips. Hmm. So it's affecting everybody. And so, you know, when I'm, when I've been looking and researching for equipment for us to get to update some of this, so much of it is like, we don't know when we're going to get this in stock. Like, and there's stuff, it's things that are typically always in stock, mm-hmm. but you just can't even find them now. Right. And every church is doing what our church is doing. Exactly. So, yeah. And so as we're looking to upgrade, so is everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, it's been, you know, the really way longer process. And, you know, I even have a company, one of uh, a guy that I knew in CYT, actually. And uh, he moved from um, he was always like a tech guy, but he did some shows. But uh, he's a tech guy and he has a company now who's doing installs at mm. uh, a lot of churches mm. um, as well as like casinos and other like big, huge events kind of mm. things. So he has a company doing this now. He's extremely talented. But he was even saying, like, yeah, it's it's amazing uh, just how many people are wanting to take this time to update um, their systems. And so it's just hard to even find anyone that can do it quickly or, um, you know, do it at all. So right. I've had some people are just like, we just can't even do it right now. And I'm sure the prices are all much higher because of that demand. It's amazing. You yeah. see like, technology prices are much higher. Uh, lumber prices are higher. Right. I mean, so many different things. Right. It's just so much more expensive right now. Just it's hard to get. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, having a big ship in the middle of the Panama Canal doesn't help <laughs> right. getting anything either. That, right? You know, I'm glad that that's uh, all resolved by now. But that's. A lot of this stuff was backordered because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy. It's an interesting time. The butterfly effect. You Absolutely. Know that, they say that. Of course. <laughs> butterfly flaps its wings flaps in Taiwan. Us, yes, right. It affects us here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so your family during COVID, how, how did you guys do with all of that? And was that, were there... I assume benefits and all of that blessings. And yes, that. absolutely. Yeah, there was, there was both benefits and drawbacks, uh, you know, and, you know, kind of the, I guess the drawbacks are that we are together all the time <laughs> right. and don't get time for ourselves or yeah, to have right. those breaks. But the benefit is we're together all the time, right, you know? Exactly. So being able to hang out with my kids a lot more, uh, to be able to spend that, uh, that much time with them, 
um, play games that we wouldn't typically play or make up games we wouldn't have typically done or, you know, Jack's starting to learn piano and I'm starting to teach him. So I took piano for a long time. Ivy wants to learn the ukulele. Like it's all these things that, you know, probably would have happened at some point, but I feel like this forced us to be like, I'm bored. What am I going to (laughs) do? So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, it's definitely been tricky, uh, as far, I mean, job wise finding position. My wife was also laid off, um, because of the pandemic. So she, she, well, she has a job now, luckily, but she, she was working for, she currently is as well, of Pearson education, Mm. Um, I remember their textbooks when I was hmm. young, uh, but they, she works in the higher education part of it. She was running a campus, an online campus for self-paced courses for hmm. people to get ACE credit. So if credit outside of their normal college. Hmm. Um, so she was running a campus doing that, the campus manager, but now she is an instructional designer. So she's designing the courses that are being used hmm. for um, different uh, colleges and everything for their online programs. Right. So that's kind of been her new position that she got, luckily, um, during that. So it wasn't, uh, luckily, it wasn't too hard for her, but she's extremely marketable. Good. um, Which is wonderful. And she's been working for home, um, from home for the past seven years. Mm, So this was not a change for her. She's like, yeah, working from home. That's fine, which is nice. Uh, But yeah, the kids, uh, you know, it started off, Jack was really excited about doing school at home. And it started off great, and he got through the end of his second grade year, and we thought he would go back for third. Of course, that didn't happen, and so he was back online. And it, like, I would say probably about a quarter of the way through, he came to us, and he's and he just said, like, I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm it, this is hard, and I miss my friends. I want to see my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm doing as well in school as I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Wow. And so we were one, I was proud of him to have that right. kind of emotional maturity to be able to <laughs> right. say that That's to me, impressive. you know, as a, you know, as a nine year old or yeah. then eight year old. And, yeah. and, uh, but now that, you know, he, he's going back and he gets to, he made, he made sure it wasn't convenient for us, but he wanted to be with his friends. And so, you know, he's in the afternoon group and he sees them and he's so excited yeah. and happy just to see that. And then just to get that face to face interaction with the teacher, um, has been really positive. Mm-hmm. So he's been really liking that. Good. Yeah. Good. So an Ivy is just trucking along their little five-year-old self. <laughs> like it's She, not yet. So okay. she's preschool. Perfect. Um, but she wasn't going for a long time uh, because we just didn't have a need. I, you know, I wasn't working and mm-hmm. my wife was, and then she wasn't. So it was just like, we have no reason to put her into, into that right now. And, so, you know, I did work with her and she did classes like over Zoom with grandmas and mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but now that we're both working, she's in preschool. Okay. She's been doing that. But yeah, going to kindergarten next year. Yeah. Crazy. And she'll she'll never even know this even happened. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, she she's so sweet. Like we we have uh like she just always says, It's is the coronavirus still happening? I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm sorry. You know, she's super cute. But we we were playing this game. Uh, I don't know if anybody's played the game Pandemic. Um, we played. No. It's great. It's a really oh, fun really? game. It's a board game. If, it's a board game. If you ever played like Sellers of Catan or what's the other one? Or like uh, Ticket to Ride. It's kind of a similar. Right. Was it? out before the pandemic yes it's been out for a while okay. it's one of the top yeah one of the top games and oh, it's funny. very very fun 
But we played this uh, legacy version, which means you get to write on cards and tear up cards and everything, and <laughs> which is really fun. But you're curing diseases and you're going around and you're sending um, sending people out to triage these different areas and to vaccinate and to do all these things. And we kept going through it being like, this is just like real life. This is crazy. But at, w- at one point, we actually cured the disease. We were able to start vaccinating. We found the vaccine. And we're like, we did it. Like, we got the we got the vaccine. And then Ivy got so excited. She's like. The, the pandemic is over <laughs> oh, no. and we were like oh no sweetheart i'm so sorry and she started crying it was so sad no. i know so it's it's it, it's crazy like how much it affects her like right. she thinks about it she's oh, anxious about it so she she wants us all to be safe and she was so happy when uh, both bonnie and i got vaccinated oh, good. so yeah oh, little sweetheart sweet girl you know she's a little sweet she is my sweet little goober yeah so uh you and i have an interesting connection yeah and uh that kind of came to light once when she started working here Mm -hmm. at la jolla press yeah and um you want to we have a i know one of your special friends Mm -hmm. do you want to start i can jump in here and there if you if you need me to sure (laughs) absolutely yeah we um I guess to kind of preface, we uh, we had a very hard time having kids. Uh, we had to go through IVF in order to even have them in the first place. So in vitro fertilization, it was a very intense thing. Me being adopted, I um, really wanted to adopt. My wife really wanted to have that experience of giving birth and being pregnant. Uh, we kind of took a break talking about it for a while, but then eventually decided to go um, go through IVF. And um, we had Jack right away, and then we had uh, multiple, multiple miscarriages mm, after that. I'm so sorry. That were extremely rough on um, us personally, on our marriage. Um, it's a very for anybody who's gone through infertility, they know it's not an easy thing to understand and to accept, and all of that. Um, so we decided to take a break. Um, from that for a second because we had a bunch of frozen embryos that we were going to wait to, um, to do, but we decided that we were going to adopt and we, uh, um, got, uh, picked by a birth mom. And, uh, this, this was after Jack was born. Jack was probably around three or four, um, when this happened uh, super excited. We got to meet her, uh, the birth mom, uh, before the baby was even born. Uh, we were going to go and be there at the hospital. And, uh, we, we learned that she was in labor. So we like, she was in Palm Springs. So we had to rush out there, um, missed the birth, but where it was able to get in there and we got to meet our daughter and it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, taking her home was extremely emotional because you feel like you're taking someone's baby, but you know, we're adopting her. We were going to have a relationship with the birth mom Mm. and we um, had her in our home for 20 days. And then the birth mom decided to parent. So she, um, which ultimately, you know, is, is what we want. We, we don't, adoption shouldn't ever be a thing. We shouldn't have to have that, but unfortunately we do. I'm happy that she decided to do that and she felt that she was able to raise this child, but it was extremely difficult for oh, us. Painful. Um, you know, I think about um, that little girl often and uh, just, her. yeah, and hope right. she's okay. 
And, you know, I'm sure that she is her, her mother was a very kind and wonderful person. Um, and so I, you know, just hope that she's well. Um, but after that happened very publicly, because I was at Pathways Community Church at the time, I found out about this um, right before our Saturday night service. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, I found out in the middle of rehearsal um, for service that that was happening. Uh, my worship team totally just surrounded me, and it was amazing. I got through that service. Oh. Um, she came to the church that night, and we had to pass um, pass her off. And I was very emotional for everybody there. Mm. Um, the mom came mm-hmm. to that service. Well, yeah, took... we, she, yeah. We're like, oh yeah, my you... gosh, Justin. Yeah, it was, it was extremely, it was extremely difficult. And public. And very public. Um, and so I had to get through those services. So I did the next morning, just got through it. I don't know how I, I just turned off my brain. It, I right. did. I just turned my professional professional self on and just got through service and, you know, went straight like to leading straight to the green room or up into my office, you know, just to stay away from everybody. I couldn't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, announced that that happened. Of course, the church uh, surrounded us um, to really help us um, emotionally. And uh, a few, I guess a month or two went by um, and this uh, someone comes um, comes up and is like, hey, we want to talk to you and Bonnie about something. And like, I knew him, um, his, his name was Justin too. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, find us and, and there we go. And right. it was kind of this thing that we just kept missing each other and, and it just wasn't working. And we, I didn't know that it was something important. Right. But eventually we get together and it was just like, oh, hey, it was after service one week and, and it was... Uh, Justin and his wife, Stacy and Stacy, uh, says, um, I don't know if you need this or want this, but I would be 100% willing to be a surrogate for you. And we were like, what? Like, <laughs> oh, we haven't even thought of that. Like, okay. Um, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's think about it. And, uh, we thought about it and, uh, we got to know, um, her and her husband a bit right. more. And then off we went doing the surrogacy thing. Right. And so uh, we she, we have to do all the testings. We had to go through therapy together and do all the stuff that's all the state important stuff we have to do for the state in order to do that. And uh, was able to have our beautiful Ivy because right. of Stacy. And yeah. we call her Auntie Stacy. Right. Uh, just an absolutely amazing human being right. whom we love very dearly. She's very much part of our family. Right. Um, her and her husband and uh, their kids and everything's right. just... Uh, amazing people. Right. And and my connection to that is that when I was at Azusa Pacific, my college roommate, Suzanne, goes to Pathways or went to Pathways. Mm-hmm. You know Suzanne. I do. And her husband. And um, she happens to be best friends with Stacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Stacy's one of her best friends. Yes. And there was a period of time that Suzanne would come to my studio every week and help me with my, uh, with my art. Mm -hmm. And she would come and glaze tiles for me. And she started bringing Stacy to my studio and the two of them would come every week and glaze tiles. And we would hang out for the day in the studio. 
And um, during that time, Stacy was pregnant with Ivy. Amazing. And so I knew your baby in utero. Absolutely, you did. (laughs) Which is amazing. It is amazing. So it's just funny how God works and the connections there. Mm -hmm. And you were meant to be absolutely here in many many different ways there you go so it's it's a blessing yeah (laughs) it's so it's so fun to just on a personal note like i for both for jack and for ivy um i was a worship leader and so they would hear me sing every single week Mm -hmm. um like through amplification like they couldn't miss it and so it's just kind of fun that i feel like i've been singing to them since they were like you know in utero and it's just a wonderful wonderful thought that um you know, it didn't matter because I, because, you know, Stacy was there and she'd sit like towards the front yes. and she'd always say hi and like <laughs> show me her tummy while I was up there and I leading. Like it. just this cute, like cute thing yes. that we had. And so, yes, yes. I, I led worship at two of our churches while I was pregnant with both of my kids mm, too. How wonderful. So I feel like that, that, that goes into them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Gives them their musical ability, uh, which I, is wonderful. I, I hope so. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, Auntie Stacy. Auntie Stacy. Yep. Yes, yes. That's so wonderful. <laughs> yes, and Ivy just loves her to death. I just bet. absolutely adores her. It's special. And so, uh, does Ivy know anything yet, or how are you going to share? Do you mind sharing? Yeah. Uh, how you're going to tell her about that or talk to her about that? Yeah, no, she knows. She's known she from knows. the beginning. She um, knows that Stacy carried her. Yes, yes, that she is. She is ours. Like right. she's made right. from both her, mommy and right. daddy, right. but. She was, uh, she grew in Stacy's tummy. Yes. Isn't that amazing? So, and she, yeah, she fully gets that. Like, it's mm-hmm. not weird for her. You know, it's, right. you know, once, uh, it's, it's interesting for anybody who's been, th- uh, had to go through alternative ways to get pregnant or anything. Mm-hmm. Having that conversation with your kids about uh, how babies, um, get here is right. totally different. <laughs> right. So it's just a really, it's like, it's not as cut and dry as you think. Yes. It's not, and I and I wonder. It is great that you know Stacy. Mm-hmm. You know that she's in your life. Oh, yeah. And do you see a special connection between Ivy and Stacy? I mean, I, I wonder about that sometimes. Is there is there some sort of physiological connection there? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah. I just know that Ivy adores her, right. and you know, whenever they get to see each other, you know, she's very happy right. and. And you know, Stacy is so wonderful with her. She's and, the best. Yeah. And you know, Justin is as well. So her right. husband. Right. Um, and Evan, their their son is the cutest. I mean, all the kids, right? All the kids are just uh, just love Ivy, and I love it. And so it's very fun. You know, they have pictures of her up in the house, yes. and it's just really cute, very special. Yeah, yeah. blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, and so um, I would love for you to share more of your story and what God's been doing in your life. And I know that um, you is there more that you wanted to share about your adoption, and are there some other things there that? that God has done. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's, it's a, you know, through, through all of this, like, you know, craziness that I've <laughs> shared, I, uh, it was a few, uh, I don't know, can't even tell you how long it was two, I guess a little over two years ago. Um, I got for Christmas, the 23 and me, like, you know, ancestry, like kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, did that and got my results back, uh, found out that I had a half sister that was, that was attached to that. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I knew it was a possibility that I could potentially find, um, my birth family. So either my birth dad or birth mom, I didn't know it was a close, right. It was a closed adoption. Okay. I had a sheet of paper that had a little bit of information, not very much at all. Hmm. Um, I knew my birth father was a musician. 
Um, I knew um, they, they were together for a long time. Um, not much after, not much medical history or anything. So I was really happy to get the medical side of that 23andMe stuff because now I have information. I know where I come from, mm-hmm. at least on that side and what kind of medical things are going on, but also just what my ancestry, because I, I had no idea what my ancestry was. Hmm. So it was really nice knowing, you know, uh, you know, primarily, you know, English and Irish or British and Irish. Um, but I didn't know any of that. So it was really cool. But yeah, seeing that it was my, my half sister and I sent her a message. She's like, Hey, I hope this isn't a surprise to you, wow. but I'm your half brother. And, and where is she? Uh, she is in Chicago, Chicago. Uh, area. So she's, um, she's in Illinois. And, um, and she was like, no, I com- like, I completely knew about you. Really? Like, um, you know, my mom told me about you a few years ago. And that's actually one of the reasons why I'm on 23andMe. She got me this because I wanted to know more about my medical stuff and everything, too, for her. But she also then um, one of her. So I have two other half brothers. Really? One of them um, was on Ancestry. So she had her basis covered that if I ever did one of those, I would get connected wow. with my birth mom. And so, uh, you know, it was this kind of back and forth communication. And then we... Um, we, I got them on the app Marco Polo, which if anybody knows Marco Polo, it is like a video, think of it as like a video walkie talkie. So you can talk back and forth, but it's not real time. Mm -hmm. Um, or it can be, but it's, it's typically not. And so I, we were able to start talking over Marco Polo a little bit and, uh, and then we were able to like FaceTime and talk or talk on the phone. And, uh, and then, uh, last year, uh, I think it was last year, or sorry, before the pandemic, so whatever the two years. I feel like I've, the whole last year, I'm just like blocking out of my head. So. Right, right. I think um, we all are. So exactly. is the four of you that were doing the Marco Polo, or just you and the sister? Well, and uh, so the sister, yeah, and then the the two half uh, brothers, oh, oh, and then, yeah, aunt, uh, my birth mom and her sister oh, as well. Wow. So uh, we were all on this thing, doing this all together, huh. and, and Bonnie as well, and just going back and forth and sharing stories. So much fun. Uh, but very emotional for me. I mean, this is new information, so it was just a little nuts. But uh, we got to travel. She uh, she sold the farm, li- li- like literally sold the farm, <laughs> bought an RV. And there has was been, a literal farm in mm-hmm. Illinois that she lived okay. Yep. And she's been traveling in an RV ever since. Mm-hmm. Like she sold. And so she uh, comes out to Arizona uh, during some parts of the year. And then she goes kind of other places to see the kids and everything. Um, cause they live in different, uh, one lives in Florida, one lives in Mississippi, the other this in is, Illinois. This is your birth mom. Correct. That does. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, so she was in Arizona with her sister. And so we decided to drive out there wow. and meet her. And wow. so we got to spend a few days in Arizona with her. And, and this was when this was uh pre pandemic. Oh, uh, so, so, I don't know summertime around there and uh and my half sister flew out as well so i got to meet her too it was amazing we ate a lot of delicious food and told a lot of stories and got to sing together so they all sing and play music and you know my uh you know my it's just a just phenomenal i mean just a phenomenal experience just sitting there and being able to sing with them uh and so just that relationship has just been blooming and and uh, just an amazing family. And 
happy to have them as part of ours and my kids love them and oh, and uh, it's, and it's great so that's really cool that's uh that's been uh you know an, an ever growing thing so i have yet to, i know who my birth dad is mm-hmm. now um i have yet to reach out to him mm-hmm. and don't know what i'm going to do with that mm-hmm. so um but i do know who he is and what his story was and and uh it's just amazing yeah you so, don't have to Whenever, <laughs> we'll see whenever you feel yeah. like you want to yeah. we'll see we have a lot uh a lot in common and so it's mm-hmm. uh it would be interesting to hear more of his stories uh, he's a musician so okay yeah and he would be blessed to have you <laughs> well, thank you yes he would thank but you. when whenever you're ready for that <laughs> exactly. definitely definitely i mean you're you're dealing with a lot just all of a sudden you have your own family mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the family you were adopted into and now you have your birth family i mean mm-hmm. that's a lot a lot of people <laughs> yeah oh and and my wife's family that you know right. it's 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 uh you know getting married you add a whole nother family right. and extended family and you're like oh, i have to manage all this too okay now to add a birth family right. so it's just it's a it's a whole lot but it's you know i'm not complaining right one bit right um but yeah, you know, so, so of course it is continuous dealing with that kind of dealing with my own, uh, you know, going, going through infertility, there's a lot of, you know, mental health issues that you come up against. And so I dealt, I've dealt with depression, right. um, anxiety. And, um, so, you know, trying, you know, do as much regular therapy as I can yeah. and, uh, just to try and, uh, stay sane through all of this. And, um, and so, you know, that's, it's been a lot, I think this COVID time for me has been a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. you know, with, um, no matter where you stand on, you know, Black Lives Matter, Me Too movement, whatever that is, it has caused me to reflect on myself mm-hmm. and who I am and, um, the privileges that I've had mm-hmm. and, you know, things that I've been, you know, given just because of where I was born and right. everything like that. So I've been doing a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. lately and seeing, kind of what are those things that I've had my eyes close to and that I need to open them to. So um, that's, this has been a season of a, a big season of self-reflection wow. for me. Wow. Yeah. So, Good. I love that. Yeah. And I have amazing friends who call me out on things now. I just say like, <laughs> if I say something that I shouldn't like, tell me like, wow. like I really want to like be better at this. And yeah, we're all learning. Exactly. We're all, we all um, are learning. And so I'm trying to be as active as I can in that Good. learning and, and, you know, talking to, all of my um, friends who, you know, people of color and, and, you know, different, you know, sexual orientations, everything, just trying to learn as much as I can um, about them and, and Mm -hmm. to have that. So yeah, this is a big self self learning time. Right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are some future plans for tech in our church. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you can share with us? Absolutely. At all. For sure are uh yeah live streaming that's that's coming up really soon so we um you know we've been talking through that it's been it's been a lot for us to pre-record the services and right yeah explain know, why we are going to move away from that into the live stream absolutely you know um it's it's a big it's a big shift um but one that ultimately is going to be beneficial in the long run and this is why is because 
Well, one, Paul has to preach on Thursday mornings. It's very hard. And it's it's a lot yes. to get the sermon ready to go right. by then. Um, and he's done an amazing job. And even last week, Jim was out of town and he needed to get it done early. So it was on Wednesday. Right. You know, tough. it was tough. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's that, you know, Susie needs to prepare her children's message early. Uh, Scott needs to record his right. announcements. And, you know, anybody who's doing announcements for contemporary also has to do those early. So it's a whole organization thing that we have to do. Um, and it takes a long time to edit mm-hmm. two different services right. uh, together. You know, it's the music. You know, I'm still editing every single week. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so getting getting all those, we are starting to reuse some of that music that we've had. Just, you know, we can't record all the time. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's a lot, a lot of work yes. to even get there. Um, so if we can start live streaming, we are going to then free up a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim's time is going to get freed up. So he's uh, not feeling underwater. It's still, a, even though I'm here, it's still a lot for him. Yes. Um, and it's a lot for me too, to get all of this stuff done. Mm-hmm. So uh, by not, by taking that time away from us, right. we can now focus that on different things. And what I'm excited for is for doing things like different uh, ministry showcases. Uh, you know, we can actually go in and, in film what it's like to be in the uh, middle school ministry. Yes. You know, if, or like, wouldn't it be amazing if you, cause I know there's a lot of anxiety about going into a new space, especially now with COVID. Like, I don't know what to expect. So a lot of people before they even go to a church, they'll look at their live stream, they'll go through and they'll look through their videos, but just actually feel what it's like to actually right. come and do that. Um, to be able to create these little mini documentaries, if you will, about these different uh, ministries that we have going on at the church and be able to showcase that. Um, I mean, even being able to showcase a volunteer of the month, let's say, and being able to do a volunteer, like deep dive into who they are and why they do what they do and be able to show that to the church. We'll be able to do things like that, which is really exciting for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, It also will free me up to help train and mentor the next generation of technical leaders in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and because right now I don't have time to do stuff like that. So just by live streaming, <laughs> we'll be able to do that. Yes. You might not be able to watch the sermon at six 30 in the morning, <laughs> right. uh, the service, but you know, you will be able to get it at its normal times. Yes. Um, and then there will be an edited version as well later on in the day. Mm-hmm. So we'll cut out some of those spaces that are typically in our services. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it'll, it'll still be a nice, uh, product. We are, um, you know, gonna uh, in this, in contemporary, we're gonna start to go a little bit more artistic with the okay. way that it's going to look. So we should have a really nice uh, look and feel to the service for the live stream. Um, so if you can't be here um, on Sunday, you'll be able to log in and take a look at that, and also Good. during the week to be able to watch it. Uh, but that's really um, that's kind of like the big things that are coming up, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to really. Uh, it's going to look very nice. It's going to, I think, the feel and the experience that you're going to have when you're watching it is going to be wonderful. Of course, we hope that you can come in right. um, and be uh, here in service with us. Mm-hmm. And um, But if you can't, for whatever reason, we hope to give you a really nice um, version, the best that we can. Right. So we want to represent um, La Jolla Press well online. Good, good. And, and I hope people understand that the only reason we've been able to produce such a great video or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. for Sunday mornings is because all of the programs at our church have been canceled with COVID. You know, Jim normally is doing all of the 
uh, posters and flyers and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know social media, all of that stuff for all the different activities that we have going on at our church. Yeah. Well, none of that's been happening because of COVID, and so he's been able to invest that time into this beautiful production. Right, but people that those programs are coming back at some mm-hmm. point yep. <laughs> you know sooner rather than later absolutely and so jim needs to be able to start focusing back on his old job <laughs> with some twists yep. which is why we have you so that you can move us forward and all this other stuff absolutely yeah if you if you see jim just give him a big right you know <laughs> virtual pat on the back or whatever you need to because he's been working so hard and had to learn how to edit video and learn a whole new program just to kind of mm-hmm. bring services to you every single week. Yes. And so, you know, being, you know, having me of course is helping with that, but it's a, it was a lot for him to, yes. to go through and learn and, and to re totally readjust the way that he does ministry. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, you know, I know we're all excited for once we can start live streaming for sure. Right. Uh, and, and once we start getting people back on campus and getting back and doing ministry here, um, we're excited for whenever that yes. is going to happen. And of course, I'm excited to film it. Yes. Yeah. Good. I love it. Well, yeah. is there anything you'd like to share before we close? Um, you know, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I keep thinking through, um, how is it that we, um, as, you know, you know, I would, I would call La Jolla Press, you know, a church leader, especially in our community and, you know, if not, you know, in our city, um, County, you know, how do we stay relevant um, whilst not, while not being, you know, just doing the next cool thing? You know, we want to be able to, you know, communication has changed. Like I said before, is the biggest communication shift in the past 500 years for a church. And so, how do we uh, stay relevant within our communication without changing what we're communicating? Um, And so, it's, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, that's something we talk about often here. Mm is how do we do this in a way that's that's best that doesn't change the message just changing the way we're delivering mm-hmm. it um and so you know that's just know that we are having those conversations here and that we are taking that part of it very seriously again uh, you know i think that's a big reason why it was hired is so that we can do that yes. and do it well and at the quality that we um we want to represent ourselves mm-hmm. so um yeah, you know, I'm I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy um, to do a job in which I get to be creative and that I get to um, not just plug in mic cords and and uh, you know, figure out video things, but yes. I get to have a voice within the how the way the way that we do things as well, um, which really helps my creative side. You know, is if everything that I that I talked about me doing theater and me doing um, you know performing and um, you know, I, I, I did like full musicals. If you ever went and saw a musical on Mount Helix, I was probably <laughs> in it. So the last show I did there, Jesus on Godspell. I was, uh, my, Oh, that was a crazy, not a crazy story, but my brother, Jason, who yes, goes yeah, to church here yeah. again, he played Jesus in Godspell on top of Mount Helix nine years before I did. We are nine years apart. We were the same oh age gosh. playing the same part in the same musical, uh, in the same place. Pretty amazing. Oh my um, gosh! But doing doing that, and then being a culinarian, and being of course, I love food and and right. all things that. Uh, and uh, but I, with all of that experience that I have, I hope it shows that I'm a creative in that it's not love just it. one medium that I can show my creativity. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be singing on stage or 
tap dancing and you know dribbling a basketball. It's gonna come, Justin. It's, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. Like, now that I know these oh things, you're goodness. in trouble. Oh wow, this is gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> but that you know you have someone who is your technical geeky research guy, whom I love to research tech, um, but who will do it in a creative way and who will you know try to produce things for this church in a creative way. Love it. Um, and so I'm just grateful to have a position in which I can do that. Yes. Well, we are very blessed to have you and super excited about the future. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying the church is going to come back and it's, and it's but it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this shows that different is going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and exciting. Oh, good. There's lots to look forward to. Yes, there is. And thanks for opening up and being vulnerable about your story. I think that just blesses so many people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, my wife and I, you know, if, if that is, if you are going through infertility stuff, right. if you know someone who is and is having a hard time, you know, we've mm-hmm. been through a lot of it and have had a lot of those conversations. And if you just need to pick someone's brain on it, or even like, if you are thinking about adopting someone, which I hope you are, adoption's amazing and everyone yes. should, if they, if you can, please think about it. There's so many kids who need homes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I am happy to talk with you or um, Bonnie and I would as well. So, um, you don't have to do it alone. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, just know that you're not alone. Oh, love it. Thank you, Justin, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast was produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful technical director, Justin Kent.